With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to Any Given Sunday, a part of the Dead End Podcast Network. Please subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, and all other podcasting services. Please make sure you check out Dead End Hip Hop, Dead End Sports, Dead End Gaming, Is the Mic Still On, Chris Platt's Strictly Hip Hop and Hoops Talk, and a host of other shows on our podcast network. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. You are watching and listening Any Given Sunday, the Monday edition for Monday, June 13th, 2022. I'm your host, Manny Brown, joined as always by my co-host, Josh Rodriguez. Josh, what is good? What's good is that the Warriors are one game away from pretty much fulfilling my prediction of Warriors in six, so that's good. Hey, I had Warriors <laughs> in seven, so listen, don't... Uh, don't uh, what what is that old saying? Don't count your chickens or don't count your eggs before they hatch. Something don't like that. Don't count Something. your chickens before they hatch. I don't know. Boomers, yeah. boomers in the comments, and 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 if you're listening, let us know. What, what's the old? <laughs> what's that old saying? Yeah, man, Warriors. Uh, one went away from uh, an NBA championship. Um, yeah, Game Five was this evening. It was a. We, it's been a weird series. It's been a really weird series. It feels like no team has really played a complete game. No, no. It's it's weird because if like you know, like game one, the Warriors were the best team for like three quarters, and then the Celtics <laughs> obviously shot the lights out of the ball and won. Uh, I would say going away, yeah, they won by what twelve, I think, game one, and then obviously yeah. game two, you know, it was a you know the Celtics kind of matched the Warriors' energy for the first half, and then the Warriors kind of took over, you know in the second half and and one going away obviously in game two game three you know the war you know celtics got off to that big lead warriors came back took the lead you thought that it was going to be a you know a, a a drag out brawl in the fourth quarter then the celtics kind of you know gathered themselves and one going away obviously game four i thought the celtics were the better team for three and Same. a half quarters really Same. and uh you know the the warriors just found some some resolve somewhere in the database of, of championships to pull a game out and resolve uh, his name Steph Curry. That's what they found, Manny. Well, that too. <laughs> yes, yes. So, a little bit of championship medal and a lot of Steph Curry. Let's just put it yep. that way. And uh, one game four, and then tonight it was kind of similar. You know, the Warriors got off to a big lead, played really, really well the first half. Um, you know, and then it you know started out the third quarter like it was going to be a little bit more of the same, and then the Celtics just went on a hell of a run. Got, you know, got it, you know, actually took a lead. I think had a three-point lead at one point. Yeah, they did. Um, late in the third quarter, and then just Four. the Warriors Four. again figured out a way to 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 um 
you know, gather themselves and uh, make some plays, get up, you know, get regain the lead and, you know, a little bit of Jordan Poole, a little bit of Clay, a, a bad shooting selections, bad shot selections and bad yeah. shooting by Jason Tatum and the Celtics alike. And uh, here we are. So it's been a really weird series. Um, yeah, this has been one of the <laughs> the oddest NBA finals I've ever seen, yeah, where it just I, really feels like you can make the case that the Warriors should be kind of up 3-1, but also down 3-1. They like, should have won know, by now weird. to make the case. I mean, if they don't yeah. give away game one, they win the series, really. But again, if they yeah. don't come back in game four, I mean, it's it's so random, man. It's it's so weird. You come down to the last two teams in the league, and I don't trust either one of them. <laughs> I just yeah. trust the Warriors more because I've seen them. I've seen them here before. I've seen them win the finals. I've, this is the sixth time in eighth years we've seen them. But I would argue that out of the six times, this is by far the worst team that has been in the finals. I don't yeah. trust them as much as the other teams at, at all. Yeah, no, I I'm with you. Um, the Warriors just uh, they're just a weird team because they, they sometimes you just don't know what you're going to get out of them. I mean, they just go and then of course you got Boston, um, who I think is one of the weirdest teams I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that's just a team that you just can never really figure it out. They go through you know I talked about it last week I think, but they just go through these offensive dry spells where they just you know they just they just don't even look like the same team. I mean, right. it just you you're watching them and you're like. This can't be the same team that, you know, just you know, hit eight straight threes. <laughs> right. Exactly. Just dominated the, you know, right. it, it just, it's just one of those weird ass teams that you can't really put your, um, put your finger on. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just the lack of a point guard. I don't know if just the youth and inexperience. Um, I, I don't know what it is, but Boston is just a really hard team to kind of uh, figure out. But hey. You know, listen, I, I don't want to sit there and say that the series is over because, like you said, it's hard to trust any one of these two teams. Um, I think that you got two teams that are both flawed and you really don't know what you're going to get out of them from from night to night. So I don't want to say that the series is over, but I think Golden State's in really good shape. Um, I wonder, though, and I'll get your I'll get to you. You know, we'll break down the game a little bit more because I think it's an interesting game. But, you know, I, I wonder if. um Golden State kind of broke Boston spirit in this game. You know, you could kind of just tell late in the game, you know, Boston was just kind of dumb fouls, dumb shots. That's usually a product of, you know, you know, annoyance and letting the moment kind of get to you. And and it just kind of feels like Golden State might have broken Boston spirit. I don't want to get ahead of myself because, again, yeah. two teams that you really can't trust. And, it, you know, would anybody be surprised if Boston comes out Thursday night and puts out puts up a, a you know, a great performance at home no. with their season on the line? I wouldn't. No. But, yeah, I, I just kind of saw I, I didn't like the body language from Boston in game, you know, at the end of this game. It really just felt like a team that you could kind of just feel like mm, their will might have been broken. Yeah, I mean, for most of the game, you know, for the whole first half, especially the first quarter, you felt that too. It was just the yep. third quarter that was just a different Boston team. I mean, but for most of the game, they just seemed, I wouldn't say uninterested. It's its its kind of an insult to say that a team game five of the NBA Finals is uninterested, but Golden State definitely came to this game with more, uh, I guess, fire. You know, not that it, I, I hate the term wanted it more, but they seemed, mm-hmm. and, and some would argue that this is an experience thing, like, all right, game five, ready to go. Um, and they pounced on Boston right away. And I don't think Boston really, took the punch uh very well if not for the warriors kind of going cold in the second half they i was second quarter they would have ran away with it um but yeah this is a this is a, a weird series man this is a weird 
weird series that you just like you just said I, I can't put my finger on any team at once i think a team is like the better team all of a sudden they go cold and they become unrecognizable um and like mm-hmm. i said i just trust the warriors a little bit more because i've seen them here before but out of the six teams that they've made the finals i still think this is the worst warriors team out of all the six teams so um you know they they go into boston on thursday you got to believe that Boston's going to come out at the gates. They're going to have a good first quarter. They're going to put some pressure on the Warriors. That crowd's going to be way into it. I'll be surprised if we had the same start that we had here in Golden State in Game 5. I expect Boston to come out and just whether or not Golden State can take that first punch and punch right back. I think that's going to determine whether or not the Celtics or Warriors win on Thursday. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with everything that you just said. Um, listen, if you're a Boston fan and I told you that Steph Curry, the great Steph Curry, the guy <laughs> who everybody is basically pulling <laughs> to win a finals MVP, right? If I would have told you that he had 15 points, what shot, what, 20% from the field, something like that, something crazy oh, like that? nine from three. Yeah, 31, 31%, 32% from the field Yeah, was uh, seven of 22. You would think you would feel really good about that game, would you not? You would That's think, that, wow, we uh, we really dodged a bullet. Yep, one of the best players of all time shot thirty two percent from the field. One of the greatest shooters of all time shot thirty two percent from the field. We held them to fifteen points. Their best player, clearly their best offensive player, we held them for fifteen points. You would think you won that game, right? And uh, that's what that's what makes this game demoralizing if you're a Boston fan. It's just the fact that you really got a bad game from Steph Curry and. really didn't matter you know i thought you know remember we've been talking this whole entire series about you know steph curry needs more help the others needs to show up the clay thompson's the andrew wiggins the Otto porters the draymond's obviously the 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 gp2s the the iguodalas the jordan pools etc 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 the others need to show up and in this game they did in this game they did i mean gary payton the second had 16 points kevon looney had 12 uh, obviously, we talked about uh, Steph had 15. You know, Clay I think had 21, and then Andrew Wiggins. Let's not bury the lead. Andrew Wiggins uh, balled out. Probably had his best game of of, of his career, really, yeah. in a lot of ways. When you think about the moment and um, you know the setting and and everything, yeah. So, listen, I man, if you're a Boston fan, I think this one hurts. Um, and again, I don't want to. I don't want to overdo it because again if you're boston you feel still you still feel pretty good you're going back home game six in your building in the amazing you know boston garden or whatever so i think you still have a chance but yeah i I just think that this is a game that to me you you got to figure out a way to win especially after you make that comeback and you take the lead in this game after the warriors have played so well in the first half you make that comeback and you take the lead and you're holding steph curry to one of his worst shooting performances of the series that's a game you got to win man that's a that's a game you absolutely have to figure out how to win, and they didn't. And um, yeah, that that just kind of spells a bad omen for me. But um, yeah, let's move on a little bit. Let's talk. It's Andrew Wiggins. Whew. Let's talk about the the Canadian, the Maple Mamba, the Canadian Mamba, the Canadian Kobe, whatever you want to call him, right? The best um, player on the court in the most important game of the year. Ask a Timberwolves fan if they could have foreseen this. No, ask any NBA fan. Come on, let's be honest, man. Let's be honest. Listen, I give that kid credit, man. That kid had... um, I'm so happy for him. I am. Yeah, you know, listen, um, a lot of times we want to bury guys. A lot of times we want to kind of throw guys under the bus and say, ah, he's a boss. He's never... 
you know, he's this, he's not this, he's not that. Oh my God, what? You know, and obviously you look at the hype that he came in, you know, really out of high school, coming out of Canada. You know, you know, everybody basically lauding him as the next great NBA prospect. I mean, I remember it when he was going, you know, in college and he was being recruited. Obviously, he ended up going to Kansas. You know, Andrew Wiggins was looked at as the next big thing, yeah. right? And you know, he kind of had an underwhelming uh, freshman season in, in, in Kansas. You know, really didn't really live up to expectations. His teammate, who ended up having ended up being drafted third overall, kind of st- took a lot of the shine away from him um, as the season progressed uh, in college. And um, you know, Andrew Wiggins is just, but you know, even with all that, even with the um, up and down regular season, you know, every, up and down freshman season in, in Kansas. You know, still was the number one overall pick, was a guy that was seen as a, you know, a transcendent talent and never quite lived up to it in Minnesota. You know, for whatever the reason, you could say it was just him himself, his own talent, immaturity, whatever, lack of talent, whatever you want to call it. Um, You could say it was the situation in Minnesota, obviously being Minnesota. And, you know, you could say it was a lot of things, but at the end of the day, he never quite lived up to to the hype. And then he got traded. And listen... He's been the Warriors, what, second best player? Oh, easily. Yeah. You know, the last, you know, this this past season for sure. Um, yeah, man, I'm happy for that kid. You know, there's a lot of guys like that that, you know, their careers kind of there's a narrative and a label that gets attached to their careers, and then they just kind of get traded a couple times, and then it just they kind of just fall trap, they kind of fall victims to the narrative, right? And the fact that he's able to go to Golden State, now obviously he's in Golden State, a great system for him. He's not KD. Let's not let's not get it confused. He's not KD, but he's a better Harrison Barnes. That's oh God, for sure. Yes. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So you got to be happy for for Andrew Wiggins, man. Um, he's really been the unsung hero of the Warriors. He's really played and stepped up stepped up big time when they've needed him the most. And uh, yeah, he had a hell of a game this tonight. He was the best player on the court uh, for either team. Yeah. Easily on, on both ends of the ball, too. It wasn't just offensively. I mean, obviously, he defense. Got going. yeah, defensively, you know, you, you forced Jason Tatum into some bad shots and bad decisions, especially in the fourth quarter there. Uh, Tatum yeah. did get hot in the third and because that's Jason Tatum. That's what's going to happen. Um, but Andrew really did a nice job on him in the fourth quarter. And, you know, it's just really nice to see it. And it goes to show that, you know, your situation matters in every sport, really. I know we talk a lot about it in football where it's like, well, if you're not drafted in the right spot, in the right offense, with the right coordinator, you know, your talents can go to waste. Well, the same thing in basketball. You know, you get drafted to Minnesota, an organization that, you know, historically doesn't know what to do with talent. You kind of waste away. Um, and he finds a home in Golden State. And I also think, you know, we forget that a lot of these kids – uh, they're kids when they're drafted. They're 19 years old. They're 20 years old. A lot of, just comes with maturing as a human being. You're a different person at the age 26, 27 than you are as a 20-year-old. You see things differently. Your perspective is differently. You handle situations differently. So, you know, I don't know, Andrew. I, I, I don't know what type of person he is. I don't know what he's like off the court. He seems like a nice guy. But, you know, sometimes you just need to mature and, and come into your own. And I think – it's kind of like the perfect swarm for him. He's in the right organization, in the right system, maturing at the right time. And I'm just really happy for him because he's really talented. And I can't even imagine like having that label of a bust on you, even though you've won rookie of the year, even though you've averaged 20 points per game in your career. Yeah, that's some good seasons. That's some good seasons. Yeah, it's, it's, sure. it's, it's Statistically, kind of a wild anyway. Yeah, he it's a, it's a kind of a wild thing where people look at you like, oh, he's a bust or he's not that good. When this man is literally average, he's had seasons where he's averaged twenty a game. <laughs> you know, it's not like yeah. it's not like you listen to some folks on like NBA Twitter, you basically think he's like uh, yeah, Michael Carter Williams or something like like or Anthony <laughs> right? Bennett. Like, come on, like, exactly, guy, yeah. 
he's he's an all-star for a reason. I understand some people had a problem with it, but I'm I'm just really happy for him. You know, it goes to show um that your career really never is over as long as you are in your athletic prime, I think, and you just gotta find the right spot. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, again, it's 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 him finding a home, finding a team that could utilize the best of his abilities. And I think it's just finding a situation where like, hey, listen, he may have number one talent, but he's not a number one. He's no, better to be a number two, okay. a number three, yeah. ideally a number three on a really great championship team. There's nothing wrong with that. The NBA right. is littered with guys that are three guys that are just the third option on a really great championship team. Yeah. Guys even make Hall of, the Hall of Fame being a, you know, the third option, the third man, yeah. you know. There's like there's like 6 to 8 players in the league who I can be like, "Oh, that's a number 1 option for a championship team." Like there's like eight guys. So there's no shame in it. Yeah, there's no shame in that. There's yeah. no shame in that. So, yeah, big ups to, you know, the Andrew Wiggins, man. You know, he you know, that kid could have went into NBA Siberia and NBA obscurity yep. and and his career could have been all messed up, but Hey, listen, he's in game five of the NBA finals going 26 and 13 and Ooh. and uh, dropping posters on the Celtics. And um, yeah. yeah, here we are. Here we are. Um, Draymond. Great game. Uh, well, great first half. Great first half. Great first <laughs> he half. did have a great first half. Yeah. Still not scoring points as much as you That's would. That's okay. You, you, but listen, it's Draymond. I don't think you ever really yeah. <laughs> you know, want him to really. Although it, it's been so mystified. He's got to be hurt. Right. Like he's got to be injured. He's got to be nursing some sort of injury that no one's really talking about because he's been, I mean, how poorly he played the first four games of the series. Um, it, it, it's just it, it's not normal. I mean, he just didn't look defensively. Right. It's weird. Offensively, it can make sense to me. It's like, oh, they're playing off of him. They're like, there's things you can do offensively. Um, so Draymond's not effective because he can't shoot the ball. It's weird seeing Jalen Brown take it to him <laughs> on the other end of the floor. And Jalen's great, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Uh, but for him to get into the paint, body him, and like hit these fadeaway jumpers or get into yeah. the lane on Draymond. Draymond was a negative defensively. When have you Which, ever seen in his career that Draymond's never. been a negative? I mean, I would I say all the time, I think he's the best yeah. defender in the league. <laughs> I mean, you can make the case. I mean, when Kawhi's there, I think Kawhi's, you know, in consideration, Rudy Gobert, you know, you have those players. But I mean, you could make the case for Draymond being the best defender in the league, and to see him literally be the worst defender on the on the Warriors was weird. It, it was weird. Um, so that's where it was kind of odd to me. So, and where's his offense gone? Like, that's something that I've like wondered aloud for like right. He used to be able to shoot the three. Like, he used to be able to shoot the three. He used to be someone that you could at least count on to give you 10, 12, 14 right. points or whatever. And right. his offense has just disappeared. I mean, completely. I mean, I'm not saying you got to be out there giving me, you know, you know open threes but geez i mean can i get 10 12 points just easily right. just on, just pick and pop like just right. like a little 18 foot jump shot like nothing like a little kurt tom or kurt thomas offense like nothing yeah, he like lost nothing. His, i don't know what it is he lost confidence i have he shot like 36 37 from three one year which is above average for him, <laughs> yeah, for him is pretty uh, good i don't i don't understand i mean he was more aggressive today um especially in the first half like i said i think he had eight points in the first half and then he kind of slowed down towards the end he was in foul trouble, so that probably yeah. had a little bit to do with it as well. But yeah, it makes no sense. I mean, this is a guy who scored like 35 points in a game seven against LeBron James and the Cavaliers. A triple double, I believe, right? Yeah, a triple double. Yeah. Forgotten triple double. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, Draymond has been an interesting uh, kind of case study in, in analyzing these finals because, you know, he's one win away from kind of being basically let off the hook, right? <laughs> but also two games away from being the ultimate GOAT. In, this, right. in these finals now listen i love i like draymond a lot of people hate draymond he's, he's kind of he listen he's one of those guys that if he's on your team or the team that you root for you love him 
And he's one yeah. of those, and he's one of those guys that if he plays for the team you hate or the team you're playing against, you hate him. It's just it's that simple. There's no in between with Draymond. Right. Um yeah, I, I but I will I will attest though. Even as much as I like Draymond Green as a player, as a basketball mind, whatever we want to call it, um, he's someone that listen for all the shit that he talks, for all the shit that he pops on the court. I I, I need more production than two points, nine rebounds, <laughs> six assists. Like I need more production. Right. Like I, you got to give me more than that, Draymond. You know, you, you're getting you're you're starting to get a little bit hard to defend when you're giving me. I mean, when you've got more fouls. Then you do points. Right? Yeah, I think defensively, that's where it is for me. If if you're gonna give me defensive player of the year, Draymond, every game, then it, then talk your shit. But if you're gonna be a negative on defense and talk shit and have four points on two of seven shooting, and like, okay, then yeah, not only and I don't think anybody's asking. asking for twenty five points. No, just be productive. Just give yeah. me twelve points. Right. Twelve easily, tw- ten to twelve points. Right. Where you're a, somewhat of a factor offensively, just I mean, you know how hard it is to basically score two points in an NBA game for a player and be that of, of involved Raymond. in that offense. Too. Exactly like, to be that yeah. involved to get that many touches, you know, to be a player of the caliber of Draymond Green. You know how hard it is to really score two points, four points. Like that is that that's yeah that that is that is bad. That is that is bad. That is very bad. I mean, when when we're when we're in a situation where we're making tweets about how Draymond Green should be benched for Kevon Looney or Jonathan Kaminga or insert Warriors bench player, like right, that's that's really bad. But listen, it still is Draymond. He still is someone that you know, in a lot of ways, he's kind of like Clay, where it's like you trust him still in big spots yeah. because he's going to make the right pass, he's going to make a play that's going to help you win a game. So I think that's why a lot of people still kind of tolerate Draymond because you right. know that. In a big moment, he's still liable to come up big. So it is what it is. But yeah, I'm I I've I found his whole complete meltdown, let's put it that way, has been quite a sight to see. Um it's in weird. these finals. I mean, his mom was talking shit, so you know I mean, even his mother, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That should tell you everything that you need to know. Like, and your own mother yeah. is essentially like, yo, I don't even know who this person is. Like, I don't know is who that I do not recognize my son. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about Boston, man. Um, a lot of talk about Jason Tatum. Kind of a lot of people I know, a lot of the group chats that I'm in are, are basically oh, filleting Jason Tatum, man, saying Where'd that, you? hey, he's looking like a guy that the moment is looking a little bit too too big for. I, I wouldn't say that. No, I'm not, I'm not taking it that far. I'm not going to take it that far. Look, statistically, he's having really good games, you know, statistically. But statistics can, I don't want to say lie, but mislead. Yeah, he hasn't been the best. He has not played his best in these NBA finals. I think even Jason Tatum would probably tell you that. You know, he's had his moments. He's had his, you know, his spurts where he's been really good. He's been the best player on the court. Right. But I think I think the big thing is, though, having the conference finals that he had, having the, the series against Milwaukee that he had, especially that game six and game seven. Um, and then, of course, carrying over to the conference finals, like I said, I think a lot of people expected him to kind of match Curry point for point in these finals. And, you know, he's had some dumb turnovers, bad yeah. shots, you know. I think that their shoulder injury might be not giving them an excuse, not trying to give them an out, but I think that the shoulder injury is probably a little bit more than I think him or Boston are letting on yeah. because he's just had trouble holding on to the basketball. I mean, he's just been turnover prone. 
Um, talk to me about Jason Tatum. You know, what are you seeing from him? Um, are you concerned? Are you think that he's really not playing up to the level that he should as as a guy of his ilk? Yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely not playing up to his capabilities. I think that's fair to say, but I I wouldn't go as far as saying he's like choking or playing terribly. I mean, he's had quarters in this series. You know, game two, he had a quarter where he was just unstoppable in this game. I mean, the third quarter, he was unconscious. Um, but again, in this same game, like game five today, the first quarter, he was nowhere to be found. Didn't have a shot attempt. Second quarter, he was three for three. He was a reason why he stayed in the game. Third quarter, he was fantastic. And then the fourth quarter, you know, he went missing. I think today's game was pretty much a microcosm of like what he's been in this series. Um, you know, to me, and there's a stat, I don't know what the, the stat is after today's game, but basically he's struggling from two point range. He's doing like 20 something percent. And that's to me where the big difference He's not getting to the hole. He's not finishing when he gets there. He's, he's settling for these like in between 2014 footies that footer, footers that he normally doesn't take. He's usually going to the rim or it's my kind of a mid range. And he just kind of seems a little off there. Um, but yeah, you know, I don't, I don't think the moment's too big. I, I I don't like really ascribing that to players. I mean, this guy went to Duke University. He's played in big games all his life. I mean, he's fine. He's not <laughs> he's not feeling the pressure of the moment. He's just, you know, you're playing against a Golden State Warriors team and a, and a defense and Draymond Green and Andrew Wiggins, who are both physical top tier defenders. You're gonna you're gonna have trouble sometimes, and he's having trouble every once in a while. But he's not playing bad. He's 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 giving you a he's a C right now. If I'm giving him a letter grade, he's a C. And he, you need him to be an A minus minimum. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm with you. I, I think we we wanna we wanna basically put narratives and labels around guys already. I mean, listen, it's his first NBA finals. I mean, what is Jason Tatum? 24, 25, yeah. his first NBA finals. He's not playing bad. <laughs> he's you know, he's, yeah, he's not playing bad, but I think a lot of people, like you said, he's, he's not I think that to some people, a C is just not good enough, right? Like you're Jason Tatum, you're you're a guy that's that's looked at as being one of the 10, 15 best players in the sport. You're 24, 25 years old, first real moment to shine in the NBA Finals, and a C. It's like, eh, it's it's, yeah, it's good, but that's not good enough. But right. not good enough. And, and listen, that that that's a that's a great great observation and great point. I I can attest to that. But to sit there now write a narrative that like Jason Tatum now is 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 soft or he's coming up small in the biggest of moments. Now nah, I'm not going to go that far, but listen, he's still a guy that can still take the series over. Um, so right. let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. But yeah, I mean, even tonight, 27 and 10, he was good. I didn't feel You're like 27, right? and 10. but he didn't feel right. like 20. You know, yeah. you know, if you're into plus minuses, he was a minus 13. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like. It's the turnovers too, like you said. You said yeah, the turnovers. Yeah. yeah, it's the turnovers that are killing it. It's it's some bad turnovers. It's sloppy. Yeah, it has bad, bad air balls there in the fourth quarter. Right. Forcing and, shots. And, and when he's missing, it's like ugh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he shot like fifty percent today. I, I was yeah. just like, that's like, that's, a, that's a good shooting game, but yeah. his misses were like ugh. And some of his turnovers, like he threw one ball in the stands to start the game. It's like oh. Yeah. And then he, you know, he's another one that got kind of caught up in the antics, holding on to the ball there. Draymond trying and to get it back, you know, again, little stuff, but it's like stuff that when Jason Tatum, you never see Jason Tatum kind of get, get caught up in that stuff. And for, you know, you've seen Jason Tatum, you know, struggling, you see him get caught up in the antics, stuff like that. You just, it's, it's not a good look. It's not a good look for Jason Tatum. So, um, yeah, yeah, man, it's interesting. Um, the rest of the team, I mean, you know, Horford had not, that's the other thing. I, I don't, 
I don't think Boston played that bad. Like I, I thought they played okay. I mean, they played, they played well enough to win. I mean, Marcus Smart had 20 points. Jalen Brown had 18. Okay, you can yeah. argue that maybe Jalen, I need a little bit more from Jalen Brown. You need him to have at least 20, 25 um, for that team to really be in a good spot. But Marcus Smart had 20. He, you know, like I said, Jalen Brown had 18. Robert Williams had 10. You know, Al Horford had nine. I mean, they didn't get much of anything else from anybody else. Right. You know, Grant Williams only had three. You know, Derek White Derek only White had one. Nowhere to be found. Yeah. Nowhere to be found. And he's, he's been awful. Pretty he's awful. up and down. Derek White, you know, sometimes, you know, he's a guy that'll score 21 game and then go MIA another game. I mean, listen, he's a role player at the end of the day. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the big thing that you can – I mean, Peyton Pritchard didn't really play much, you know, didn't really contribute much of anything, but he also played only like five minutes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know what to say from the Boston perspective. I mean, I think the big thing you could say is obviously Tatum needs to play better. And even Jalen Brown, you know, Jaylen 18 points, nine rebounds. He was bad. You know, he shot 27% missed, from the field. Missed like, open eh. three. He started the season. Yeah. He started the game off really sloppy and just he was bad today. Jalen was bad today. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. That's the only guy that you could really like point at that, like, okay, I need I need more from Jalen Brown. I need him to be in the mid to high twenties for that team to really be on an, uh, at a level where they're they're winning a game. So, yeah, I mean, I I, I think that that's the only. Th- if you're a Boston fan, I think that that's the only gripe that you really have. A is obviously Jason Tatum's need to play better. He just needs to, you know, even though he had twenty seven and ten and shot fifty percent from the field, I need more from Jason Tatum. You know, if you're a superstar, you're that guy, you want to be on that pantheon of Paul Pierce, Larry Bird, you know, Bill Russell, Sam Jones, you know, Havlicek, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I need more than a quiet 27 and 10. So that's fair. Yeah. That's so fair. I guess let's 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 play this out. Thursday night, game six. What do you think right now? Gun to your head. Well, sorry, bad. Bad water analogy gun. in water the country gun. in the country we're living in and water gun <laughs> to the head. Uh, what do you think? What do you think? Uh what do you think we're gonna see on Thursday night? Man, so I picked Golden State in six to start the series, and I feel obligated to stick with that. Although my head is saying it's 50-50. Like I could totally see Boston coming out and and winning this game by 15. Like Neither is going to shock me. I do think if I'm going to make one prediction, and I said this before, I think Boston's come out the gate strong. It's been one of those games where, you know, midway through the first quarter, it's like 22 to nine Celtics, just like it was in game four. I think it's going to be one of those type of games. And whether or not the Warriors can take that punch and come back, will decide whether or not who's going to win that game. So I do think that the Warriors can get themselves back into the game, especially with their third quarters that, you know, they've been winning for the most part. They didn't win it today, but for the most part in the series, if they can, you know, have a strong third quarter and close the gap in the fourth quarter. I think if the game's closed, I think the Warriors take it. Um, I think if the Celtics will win if they're able to keep distance. So I'll stick with the, my pick. Warriors in six. Steph Curry finals MVP. Andrew Wiggins is validated for the rest of his career. Um, and the Warriors hold, uh, won the title. Yeah. Um, I picked the Celtics or I picked the Warriors in seven. Oh, man. I'm kind of with you right now, 50-50. <laughs> I think Boston could come out and just drill Golden State in game six. Or I could also see Boston coming out, you know, on fire first first quarter, first half maybe. And then Golden State kind of settles the game. And then 
they're in for a nail biter in game six and Golden State eventually pulls it out. Or, you know, I could see, you know, Boston, like I said, drilling them and and, and forcing a game seven. I meh. Um, I guess if I have to pick, I'm gonna stick with my initial prediction. I'm gonna go with Boston wins on Thursday night. I'm not confident in it. I did start off the show by saying that maybe Golden State had broken Boston's will, but I, yeah, I, I just I think this is a series that has seven games written all over it. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, even tonight, you know, Boston could have won that game tonight. Yeah. You know, very winnable game. Very winnable and, game. And they, they you know, should for have, as well as Golden State played, should have won game four. So like, yep. yeah, yeah. So even though Golden State's up three two, it's a kind of a it's a real tenuous lead on the series, if we're right. being honest here. But um, yeah, I think Boston wins on Thursday night. I think they force Game Seven. I think okay. it'll be a, I think it'll be kind of one of those games that's similar to Game Three, Game Four. Boston will come out on fire for whatever the reason: turnovers, bad shooting, shooting right. droughts, whatever. You know they'll let Golden State back in the game. Golden State will have a chance. And I think Boston kind of pulls away late in the fourth. And I think they force game seven. And I think game seven on Sunday night, Father's Day, Juneteenth, or whatever, it's going to be a good night for the NBA. We'll see. I mean, game seven is what every neutral fan wants. I, I don't know if, like, as, if I'm a Knicks A competitive fan. game seven, too. Oh, I, don't yeah, want one yeah, of the, I don't want a Milwaukee-Boston game seven right. where it's just a nothing game. I want to see. God forbid, even a Phoenix-Dallas. Oh, gosh. I want to see Warriors <laughs> down one. Steph Curry with the ball at the top of the key with the ball in his hands. Agreed. I, I listen. I am. I myself have been talking about how I feel like these NBA playoffs have kind of been a dud. They yeah. haven't really been that great or that competitive. Um, and I think the records bear it out. I think this has been like the, the NBA playoffs with the most blowouts in history. Yeah. Which is crazy to think about. I think, I think I saw the last time I saw the stat it was like twenty something or like twelve something. I don't. I'm not even gonna butcher it, but I know it's been a a shitload of twenty plus point blowouts, which has been the most in NBA history. And now, and I looked that stat out, and I found that stat out like at the end of or at the beginning of the conference finals. So now with the conference finals playing out, and now this series, I'm sure that number has gone up quite a bit. So yeah, I, I think these NBA playoffs have been. A little underwhelming. I mean, it's had, they've had their moments, but there hasn't been any. I, I honestly, the best series was probably Pelican Suns. I just, as yeah, far as like, just good games. basketball for four or five oh, games. Yeah, game, and games are close. Like there was no blowouts really. Yeah, I could think of. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, there was like one or two. You know, there was like one game. Or game one was like right. a blowout. Buck Celtics was pretty good. Buck Celtics was okay, actually. Game seven didn't really end. It didn't. It didn't end with that crescendo you'd like for a game seven yeah. of that magnitude of that series. With, but obviously Giannis being the best player or one of the best players in the world, Jason Tatum, Boston, Milwaukee, a long-standing rivalry. You wanted a kind of closer game seven, and it was just a non-competitive one. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm trying good. to Grizzlies. Grizzlies and Warriors was good until Ja got hurt. Right. You know. I still yeah. think the best, probably the best, the two best games of these entire playoffs were probably game, game two, Warriors, Mavs, where the Mavs were up by like 19 and the Warriors came back. Yeah. And Warriors, Grizzlies, game one. Celtics, Nets, game one was good. Tatum layup. That one was good too. That one was a good game. So again, it's like little pockets, little games here and there that were really yeah. good. 
but there hasn't just been I I don't know. It's just been a really No, it's been an awful it's been an awful playoffs. It's blowouts everywhere. I mean, I'll say this. I've been entertained this I think this is a good final. I'm I'm enjoying watching the games. Um it's just weird to know that when you look at the scores that they're all been decided by double digits. It's like, oh okay. It's like teams are pulling away at the end. Yeah, they um, feel like they're close. They're much closer games than the, than the actual dictates. score yeah. dictates. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I just yeah, I want to see again Thursday night close game, classic game six, and then I want to see a classic game seven. Yeah. For, as a basketball fan, not having any rooting interest. Obviously, I hate the Celtics. Full disclosure, I'm a Laker fan, but <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I just want to see tight, close, competitive games uh throughout so yeah we'll uh we'll see um we we're gonna do a much longer show but we can't tonight um so i'm gonna save the politics for uh oh yes good sunday good, good, good. i'm gonna save the politics for sunday so i guess we'll just uh we'll finish up with a couple items first of all um if you're a laker fan how, how I, I, I and i'm only asking this question because i was in a spaces earlier and uh, we were in the Lakers spaces, basically, we were talking about Anthony Davis's comments on a show, vlog, whatever, online a couple of days ago, where he says uh, he hasn't picked up a basketball since April. Um, how concerned should you be if you're a Laker fan, Josh? That know, Anthony Davis basically says, I have not picked up a basketball since April. How concerned? Very concerned, slightly concerned, or it's a bunch of bullshit? To me, all right, so I'll say this. I think it's more – it's closer to it's a bunch of, bunch of bullshit than anything, if I'm going to be honest with you. I think NBA players take breaks, more breaks than the average fan thinks. Um, you know, it is June, <laughs> so you would hope that he like, got in the gym a little bit here and there. To me, right. with AD, it's all about um, two things. One, that he stays healthy because it yep. doesn't matter how many jump shots he takes during the summer. If he's not staying healthy, it doesn't really matter. Um, and then two, his mentality. You know, you have Darvin Ham in there, and I think a big reason why he was hired was to instill that dog in AD. You know, if AD's aggressive, if he's mean, if he's if he's just aggressive, I think you get a you're a different play. He's a different player, and he's a he's a whole different animal. Um, so to me, it's more mentally and physically than it is like whether or not he's going to have a jump shot to start the season. I think he'll be fine. I'm not really worried about his skill set. I don't know if it speaks to a larger issue of like him not taking the offseason seriously. I wouldn't take it that far, but I can yeah. see why Laker fans might think that. But I, personally, removed from the situation, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Why? What do you think? Uh, listen, I think it's a bunch of garbage. I, yeah. I, I think people I, – I think it's just nonsense. I really do. And listen, I have my issues with AD, but I, first of all, I, I hate when like fans, NBA Twitter, whatever you want to call it, they want to get on there and pretend like a they're basketball coaches or they're nutritionists or they're <laughs> shooting. like I'm not a professional. Listen, right. I'd like to believe that Anthony Davis cannot shoot a basketball for two months, and I don't think he's forgotten how to shoot. I don't think he's forgotten how to play. That's like saying that's like saying Steven Spielberg hasn't directed a movie in a year, but like oh now right. he can't direct anymore like what like <laughs> that, that makes no sense like i'm sure i'm sure anthony davis could still play basketball now right. you may not be able to you may not be able to play at the level that you may want him to and that's for other reasons but i'm not going to sit here and basically deduce from a first of all i didn't even see the interview so i hate judging comments not in full context like right. i don't know what the context of the full conversation was 
that he was having on this vlog. You know, did he say, I haven't picked up a basketball since April, but this is why, or like, I need the full context. And then even if, even if, even if that's what he fully said, like, I haven't picked up, I haven't done anything basketball related. I would like to think that he's done some workouts, some training, some, I mean, obviously JJ Redick has come out and said that, you know, that's kind of normal for basketball players after right. the season. They kind of take some time off work, you know, kind of slowly work on some other things, work on their body work. I mean, listen, it's, it's a bunch of, it's much to do about nothing. I, I think, I think it drew more ire and attention because it is Anthony Davis. It is a guy that has a lot of eyes and lights on him right now because this is kind of a make or break year for Anthony Davis as far as the Lakers go. Like it, it's sure. time now. Like he's 29 years old. He's going to be 30 this year. He's a guy that's making $37 million a year. He's a guy that was brought in to be not only the Robin or the, at least a 1A, 1B to LeBron, but to be the guy that takes the mantle from LeBron when LeBron mm-hmm. eventually leaves and is that guy that you build around. And I don't think, I don't, listen, even if you're the biggest Anthony Davis fan, I don't think that you could feel at, at the very bit comfortable with that statement right now. I mean, what is Anthony Davis? And I said this on the spaces and I was like, can any Laker fan tell me confidently that you, you trust or you can depend on Anthony Davis for the next three, four years? Like guys that get injured in their 20s, in their early 20s, mid 20s, and now late 20s, don't all of a sudden just find the fountain of youth and the fountain of health in their 30s. Like that, like that's a trend. If you get hurt, you're usually going to get like the only other guy that I know that, that got hurt early on in his career and was able to stay for the most part, relatively injury free has been Steph Curry. I, I, you know, Anthony Davis is a big man, a lot of, a lot of miles on that body already. Yeah. And, and this is the other thing too, because there's other people defending Anthony Davis. It's like, yo, availability is part of greatness. Yeah. You're great. You're right. What is it like? Okay. Oh, well, he's great when he plays. Yeah, he's got to play. Like what like what are we talking? What a conversation are we having here? He has to was great too when he played. <laughs> you got to play. Right. I can't evaluate you. Well, you know, he's great for 40 games. Right. But what about the other 40? No, like he's right. not playing. He's not there. Availability is a part of greatness. You're right. No one talks about Michael Jordan being the GOAT because he played 42 games. No, he played 82 games. Right. Kobe, oh, he's the he's one of the goats. He played ten. Like, no, you gotta play, right? Like, I, I I don't know why this is like a like such a hard argument to have with people. And I'm an AD fan. It's not like I'm a I'm a Laker hater. I'm a Lakers fan, and I'm an AD fan. I still am. Yeah, but it's getting harder and harder to defend him when he's like he's always hurt. Yeah, and it sucks because like, how do you really trash someone for always being hurt like that's something you really can't control i feel bad for him but it's true i mean you when you're thinking about building around someone for the future you you are right anthony davis Mm -hmm. was supposed to take the mantle from lebron and it is a very valid thing to say hey man like you always get hurt and even though that's not your fault we can't rely on you you can't do it and that's and that's where if i'm a laker fan that's where i'm at like i'm not to me this this year is the last year of whatever window Laker fans think they have to win a championship to me. I mean, you can, I mean, make you know where I'm at. You yeah. know where I'm at. I'm I, already, I know, I know exactly. That window's already shut. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> there's not shut. even a draft coming in. It's just shut completely. I think it's shut because of the Russell Russell contract, but you can get out of it at the trade deadline. Um, and if, if you get the right assets and the right pieces, 
I think it's slightly open, May. <laughs> it's slightly open, but it's. Hey, listen, your lips to God's yeah. ears, man. I yeah. mean, listen, I'm a Laker fan, so of course, yeah. if you think it's open, I, I hope so. I mean, it's slightly open, and I'm not. Saying, I mean, listen, and I'm not yeah. an idiot. Of course, if LeBron's healthy, if AD's healthy, and they're playing, if you tell me right now that LeBron and AD are both going to play. Forget, 70 games. Forget 80. Games. Forget 70. If you're telling me that they're going to play a healthy 60 to 65 games, mm-hmm. I'll sign up for that. Right. I think any Laker fan will sign up for that. And that's playoffs. That's playoffs. But that's the thing. I don't know. I don't know. If I, do I, can well, I confidently tell you that I'm going to get 65 games out of 80? I mean, honestly, even LeBron at this point, too. Yeah, exactly. I was just, you took the words right out of my mouth. Like, even yeah. LeBron. Yeah. Let's be like, let's be fair. You know, he's still statistically great, but even. Even LeBron has had his entry issues since he's been with the Lakers. I mean, right. he's had his two, three week sabbaticals. Like, you know, am I am I gonna get and listen, eventually, even with Tom Brady, like eventually I think like age is gonna win out, right? Like these are just you would think. <laughs> you, you would think. I'm still waiting for Tom Brady, like shit. Like eventually you think that age is good, like eventually, right? Like, right. God, like how long? Rob Parker has been doubling down on that Brady train for the past fifteen. My God, listen, I'm I'm a Brady hater just as much as anybody. But Jesus Christ, the man just keeps defying. Maybe maybe that TB12 diet is something. I don't know. No, I don't know what it is. Fuck. Jesus Christ. Why? Um, but same thing with LeBron, man. I think like age eventually is going to catch up, right? Like, you know, just you just have to believe that eventually they, you know. The dunks that were there are not going to be there, right? Really, up until the past two years. I mean, LeBron has been healthy his whole career up until the second half. And that's a sign of age right there. The fact that, you know, you're not not healing and recovering as much. You know, you're not, you know, before when you were 26 and and a freaking freak of nature, you know, an ankle sprain, eh, you know, I could play it off, you know, because he's LeBron. Now it's like, oh, shit, it's a two-week injury. Like. You know, that's a sign of age right there. But listen, for the Anthony Davis thing, I think it's a bunch of nothing, like, realistically. Now, I the argument could be made that, hey, maybe he should change up his regimen because the fact that he has not played well. He came back. He was last year. He didn't have a really great season. He didn't shoot the ball well from three, which is something that he likes to do. So maybe right. I've heard this argument from Laker fans like, OK, well, maybe he should change up his regimen. Listen, I'm not an expert. I'm not going to even go down that route because I'm. Who am I to tell Anthony Davis, a world-class professional basketball <laughs> player, that you know maybe he should change up his workout? I mean, listen, the guy's making thirty-seven million dollars a year. Was named to the All seventy-five team, undeservedly, but whatever. Um, you can make the case that he doesn't need my or yours as input on training regiments, but whatever. Um, that, but that's still a fair argument that maybe he should rethink his uh, his training regiment seeing as he's been hurt a lot and his production has declined, at least this year, his past year, it declined significantly. Um, Hey, it is what it is. I am. I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole because to me, it's just like, it's, it's, it's pointless. Um, We'll touch on this more on Sunday show, but um, I kind of wanted to get your kind of initial, well, not initial thoughts because this has been in the news, what, for a year now. Yeah, but just what do you, what are your thoughts on um, Deshaun Watson? Twenty four lawsuits, civil lawsuits. Got to emphasize civil. Yeah, and uh, the report that came out last week, um, you know, up to sixty six women in an eighteen month span, something just, crazy like that. Yeah, I mean, I, um, I know there's different. There's different. Since allegedly, 
Gotta say yeah. that allegedly. I mean, come on. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Just, um, just, just throwing that out there. Allegedly, he obviously has a problem. Um, he, uh, he, and that's actually diminishing. And I don't. He's. I mean, he's a serial rapist at this point. I, I, it just is what it is. I mean, the man has taken advantage of multiple women. Um, and when I say multiple, I mean dozens upon dozens of women. And I think he should be in jail. I just simply put it that, you know, it's, it's it kind of sucks because, you know, we touched on this uh, last time we talked about it. You know, Deshaun Watson was like the one black quarterback where it was just like, you can't say nothing about this dude. You know, he's, he's eloquent. He's, he's treats everybody well on the surface. Um, he's, he can pass in the pocket. Like he was just like every black stereotype he shattered mm-hmm. um, when he came to the black quarterback position. And it just fucking sucks, man. It's a shame. Um, and it's very disappointing to see. And, you know, aside from that, the, you know, the most important thing is that there are 66 real victims here. I mean, I know it's allegedly, um, but there are real victims here who have, been sexually assaulted by this man who deserved justice and even though he's he is who he is and you know he was in the public eye for a while and he was someone who i looked up to as someone who could like take the mantle of possibly being the greatest black quarterback ever i I think he was that good i'm being honest with you um it fucking sucks it sucks and i hope that justice is served and that these women get justice because what he did allegedly um which i do believe he did is it's just uncalled it's not just uncalled for it's it's disgusting. Um, it's just, well, it's just not, and, and, the, and the Cleveland Browns are are dis, are a disgusting organization. Oh, I'll, I'll get to them in a second. Yeah. But listen, while we're while we were watching Game Five, I guess news broke that Tony Busby f- plans to file two more law, civil lawsuits against the Sar Watson. So now wow. the the total is going up to twenty six. Man, this is a disaster, and I blame yeah. obviously Deshaun Watson is responsible because he's allegedly the pervert. <laughs> At hand here, um, I blame the Cleveland Browns. I blame the Houston Texans because it yeah, definitely oh, looks like the Houston Texans have fostered a. a they set him up. A they, culture of just they set him up, and when I say set him up, I mean like they they gave him the alley oop. I don't mean they set him mm-hmm. up. Yeah, they they, they they basically harbored a culture that allowed this yeah. dude to be, you know, a fucking pervert. Like yeah. clearly. And now, if you think about it, because remember, even when this case first broke, remember when it was around the trade, you know, the trade. You know, him, you know, basically requesting a trade or demanding a trade. And conveniently, this news broke. Now we know that the Houston Texans knew about this stuff and how convenient. They you know, he requests a trade and the Texans are like, oh, really, motherfucker? Mm-hmm. There you go. Now, that still doesn't take away from the fact that he may or may not have done some really foul shit to some women. That being said, yeah, this is – I blame the Texans. Like I said, I blame Deshaun Watson. I blame the Cleveland – I mean, the Cleveland Browns, they are an absolute joke. Jim Haslam – I mean, what do you say? And this is my issue, right? My issue with the NFL is this. For the longest time, they allowed this situation to just basically simmer and bubble. What did, what did we say last year when this thing first – kind of came to the surface i said they need to put this dude on they first of all they hadn't come out and said anything the league had not come out and said it even to this day have has roger goodell they, they addressed this gonna go away they hope at all in a press yeah. conference he's more concerned with the goddamn pro bowl <laughs> i've heard him say more about the pro bowl than anything concerning deshaun watson right oh we need to let the the, the system the, the 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 legal system play out put this dude i said this last year put this dude on an exempt list 
on the commissioner's exempt list. That's why it's there. You put this dude on the list, you pay him, and you say, listen, until your legal matters are resolved, you are not you are not playing football. You are not participating in any football activities. You will not be traded. You will not be – you are basically a ghost until your legal drama is taken care of, one way or another. But they let it simmer for a year. The Texans were basically like, oh, I guess we won't we won't play him because we want to trade him. So the Texans still took advantage that he was an asset right. and a valuable asset. Right. We're still able to trade him. And listen, I don't I don't necessarily just blame the Cleveland Browns. What about the Falcons? What about the Saints? What about the Panthers? Yeah, all true. these teams were, other people were, willing to to trade were falling all over themselves <laughs> right. To, right. to acquire this dude. Right. Falling right. all over. Like, did any of these teams do any investigate? Where is this great? arm of investigative services that the nfl has right these we did our research trust me trust us wink wink right exactly (laughs) you mean to tell me that the panthers didn't do their research that the falcons didn't do their research obviously we know the browns didn't do shit like all these teams that were falling all over themselves Well, the research is is okay what happened and is this going to come out to bite did they talk to any of the victims no clearly well, they, they didn't know – they probably didn't know there was there were as many as there that are coming out. I we knew I that there was 22, 21, 22. there were 22, but here's the thing. So if, if I'm the Cleveland Browns and there's 22 that are speaking right now, you go to Deshaun and you go – and this is this sounds so freaking sleazy and I don't approve of this. But you go to Deshaun and you say, so are these the only 22? Or is anyone else going to come out? I think Deshaun lied about it because I think he both – He did it. Yeah. Board. I agree. And I think he did lie out. about it. But that yeah. still doesn't absolve the Browns. Because no, no, no. First of you still, all, you still don't trade for a serial rapist. <laughs> exactly. Listen, I don't give it. And listen, it's easy yeah. for me to say I'm not a owner of an NFL team that's desperate yeah. to win a Super Bowl that, that hasn't had a, co- a quarterback since Bernie Kosar. I know it's easy for me to sit here in my little area of the world, right? Zach Wilson's the truth, yo. I believe in Zach Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> I do, bro. I like Zach. Sorry, go ahead. It's easy for me to say, right? <laughs> But I'd like to think that I have enough morals to be like, yo, this is a guy that's facing 22 civil cases, 22. And listen, for you idiots out there that are still defending the show, oh, we got to 22 people are not lying. You can't find 22 people that lie about anything. 66 people aren't lying. 66 people are lying. Now, granted, I'm not saying all of them are telling the truth. Well, and a lot of these claims too of the new ones, they these claims were on file before the lawsuits even happened, right? Which which shows that they're not just coming out right. of. But uh, these are just sixty six claims. They're not leaving lawsuits. These are the people right. that have actually taken it to a, fir- a step further and right. now want civil action against Deshaun Watson, right? But the fact of the matter is, is this: twenty six people are not lying. You want to tell me five are lying, ten are lying? I, I'll I'll go there. 26? No. No. And the fact that you know this and you still say, you know what? We're going to trade for him. But not only, but I'll do you one better. We'll we'll trade for him, but then we'll also give him the largest guaranteed deal any NFL player has ever had. Oh, and by the way, this here's another one. Here, here, here's another one. Here's another kicker. Here's another one. We'll show you how hardcore down for Deshaun we are. If just in case he has to deal with this bullshit ass allegation that he's a pervert or whatever, right? You know, oh gosh, eye rolls. We'll we'll only pay him one million dollars of his salary for 2022. That's, that's that'll show that that's how supportive well, we are. A fully guaranteed contract in the NFL, people, is like 
for those of you who don't really follow, which I'm sure you do, but like a fully guaranteed contract in the NFL is absurd. It's absurd. I, yeah, it's it's, a, it's absurd. Yeah. But think about that. They The Browns not only laughed at this situation, they spit on it. They just basically, ha, whatever. The fact that they basically backloaded his contract because they knew he was going to get suspended. Now he's probably going to get suspended more. But the fact that he was essentially, you know, gonna, they knew he essentially was going to get suspended. So they're basically like, ah, we'll pay you $1 million for this year. That is a slap in the face. And if you're a Browns fan, and listen, I know you want to win, and I understand that, but bro, seriously, at some like, at what point do you hold your nose and be like, "Yo, there's got to be a will to win," but there's got to be there 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 is also a point here, like, yeah. I mean, most Browns fans were weren't on board with it, from what I know, um, from what I've seen anecdotally. (sighs) I don't know. I don't know that many Browns fans. The Browns fans I do know, they were like, "Shit." Well, I mean. You know the, the 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 criminal suits were thrown out. Isn't it you crazy know? how like sports fandom like will totally drop the morals of a human being? Because and, and listen, I get it. I don't want to sit here and be like I'm some great moral. Like, listen, are there oh, bad guys that have played for the Jets? Absolutely. Same. Same I've enough. cheered them on and rooted them. On. Like, I get it. I understand it. But there does come a point you do have to draw a line. Like, if this dude is guilty of doing the things that he allegedly is presumed to have done you really got to ask yourself what line are we willing what line are we willing to cross what line are we willing not to cross in order to win and Uh, i think that's a question for all 32 owners like i i I mean what do you do what what are we doing here what are we doing here and this is a sham i mean what yeah i i listen we're gonna get into it more on sunday now obviously that this now now two more Civil cases have been added, so there's probably more. But I just want to know what is the NFL doing? I mean, to this day, have you heard the NFL say anything? No, they have. This report came out last week. The NFL has not said anything. They have been more excited with their schedule and what the hell to do with the Pro Bowl than addressing anything Deshaun Watson related. And don't tell me what you want to let the legal system play out. No, 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 no. I'm I'm done with that. I'm done with that. You got to say something. Mandatory OTAs are starting what next week. And what? And, and the other thing, Stefanski, Haslam, uh, uh, De Podesta. They all signed off on, on the Browns. They all signed off on this. You all, all signed off on this, so I don't want to hear. Oh, we need to let the hear. No, 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 no. Talk, talk. Every single Wait. one of you. Yep. Every single one of you. You guys all have some questions to answer. I don't want to hear Baker Mayfield in, in front of the press conference with the microphone. I, I want Baker Mayfield there. Well, you know the rumor is that Baker Mayfield was the twenty fourth. You know, it's only. I shouldn't make that joke. It's it's fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, man. I but listen. I think the Browns and and listen. If you're in the media, I I want you to do your job, and I want you to don't don't let the Browns off easily. Don't let the NFL like every press conference. You need to because like this is ridiculous. Like where what is the NFL wait on? How long is this investigation taking? I think they're just waiting for everyone to forget about it, or think they thought they would. And they just dug themselves a hole they can't get out of. Like, what do you say at this point? Like, sorry, we didn't say anything sooner. Like, you, I mean, that's what you. But why do they always keep getting themselves into these situations? Like, they did the same thing with Ray Rice. Same thing with, uh, what's his face? Greg Hardy. I mean, it's it's just, 
time after time after time after time. And I know people will sit there and say, well, this is a sports league. This isn't the Justice Department, blah, 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 blah. And like, yeah, part of that I get. But this is also the NFL. They throw their weight around. They pump the chest out. You know, we're the NFL. We're the shield. We got the best, biggest and best. Like, yeah. This is a league that prints money. You don't think they're hiring FBI, CIA level investigators to investigate this shit? Right. But, you know, come on. Come on. Uh, we'll get into it more on Sunday, but cool. yeah, uh, the Sean Watson, man, that's been something that's on my head for a while. Like, and I'll ask Browns fans like, Hey, if, if, if this, obviously nothing's going to happen right away. I think they're going to have to let these, these civil cases play out. And it doesn't look like the NFL is going to do anything as far as a suspension anytime soon. So this dude's going to show up the OTAs play, be in press conferences. His teammates are going to have to answer questions about it. If, if, if you're I'd, – I'd love for somebody to ask Jimmy Haslam, if, if one of these 26 women are your daughters, how do you feel? Oof. Kevin Stefanski, Mr. Yeah. Let the process play out. You know, this is your daughter. Yeah. How do you feel? Yeah. Mm. Hey, man. <laughs> man, I, I listen, I, I, as a fan of a guy that – of a team as – a, as, a, as a fan of a team – that has not had a quarterback in a very, very, very long time. I understand the the trappings and the vulnerability that teams have when they're trying to acquire a quarterback. I know it all too well. Yeah. But where do you draw the line? That's that's all I ask. I mean, where draw, do you draw the line? You draw it way before <laughs> any of this happens. I'm being honest with you. I mean, this is not where you draw the line. You have to draw the line way before this. Um, Clearly not. Yeah. Clearly not. Because the Browns weren't willing to. The Saints weren't willing to. The Falcons weren't willing to. Panthers. You know, the, the Panthers weren't willing to. The the the, the Commanders weren't willing to. The yeah. the the Eagles weren't willing. I mean, like none of these teams were willing to draw the line. So, yeah, it, this is this is getting ugly by the day. But yeah, we'll get into it more on Sunday. Who knows? By Sunday, it might be forty five women. Who the fuck knows? At the rate we're going, um, yeah, this is bad. But um, we're gonna get up out of here. It's Monday night. Um. Let's hope we have a uh, competitive game six. And uh, so. listen, I think if you're an NBA fan and you want competitive, good, solid games, you know, hope and pray for a game seven on Sunday. We'll be back. Yeah, we'll be back either way. So if there's a game we'll seven, on Sunday, next we'll be time back. Manny and I talk, we'll we'll know who the champion is. One way or another. Yes, yeah. we can guarantee that we will know who the NBA champion. We'll know is who the champion. The next time we speak, next time we convene here on this platform. Yep. So. Little, little spoiler alert there. We will know who the <laughs> we will know who the champion is, one way or another. Maybe they've been crowned on Thursday, maybe they'll be crowned Sunday night. Who knows? But we'll know. Um, hey man, anything they got anything you want to share with the listeners before we get out of here? Nah, I mean, my podcast, the Diamond, the Diamond with Josh Rodriguez, is pretty much coming to an end because the season's coming to an end. But if you want to follow it, you can at the Dime MBA and all social media platforms. You can also listen to it at the Dime with Josh Rodriguez. Just search on all podcast platforms. We'll be having a mock draft very soon, which is my favorite episode of the year because I get people from across the whole country, different podcasters, different media people to make picks for their teams. And then I interview them and we do a whole draft as if it's a real NBA draft. And it's 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 a lot of fun. So ch- check that episode out. It must, sure. be, it must be a lot of fun to have a draft pick. I don't think the Lakers have one for now until – I'd rather, make, I'd rather make the playoffs. I'd rather make the playoffs. You're right. You're right. No, I'm lying. I think the Lakers do have their first round pick this year. I, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I've no, they don't. Went to the Pelicans. Went to the Pelicans. Uh, yeah. There you go. 
we're still we're still still the receipts of the uh, Anthony Davis trade. Um, but hey, we got a championship. That's all that matters. Um, yeah, yeah. Go check out the dime before it goes on hiatus for the season. Um, as you guys know, MLBBro.com, debatables, new episodes each and every Thursday, dead end sports every Tuesday. Although I haven't been on in a while, I need to go on and set those guys straight, be the voice of reason. Um, Tuesdays and Thursdays on dead end sports live and only on YouTube. Of course, if you like us subscribe to our channel, any given Sunday podcast, uh, like review, all that good stuff, subscribe to the podcast. Anywhere where you can find podcasts on the internet, we are there. Um, go follow us at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore at the Manuel Brown. All the good stuff, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Go make sure you go follow us on Twitter. Go follow the show at AGS Pod on Twitter, AGS Podcast Instagram, AGS Pod any given Sunday on Facebook. Um, all right, that's it. Josh has got to go. I got to go. We're out of here. We'll be back next Sunday or this Sunday with the podcast. Everybody have a happy, safe, blessed week. We are out of here. Peace.